The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You need to reboot that. That means right away. Tonight on Rams Showcase, the Rams are beginning to prepare for extending their own players. Find out who's high on that list and who isn't. Plus, it's story time on Rams Showcase. We talk about the good old days. And later, Sheriff Joe Beggs gives his answers to your fan quesos. Next on Rams Showcase. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Beck. What is going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Rams Showcase. You can listen to Game of My Life Rams by Jay Paris via Audible. If you guys don't remember, I did have Jay Paris on my show. I believe that was last offseason, so it's kind of been a while, but that did happen. And that episode is still available for you guys for your listening pledge. Uh, Tonight we do have some pretty cool stuff to get into. Of course we're going to talk about the news. I mean, obviously, that's something something that we always do. And then I've got this segment. I kind of teased it last week for you guys. I spent a a lot of time writing this out, and uh, it's story time. We're talking about the good old days. We'll get to that uh, here in a little bit before my break. I don't know how long it's going to take. Just just a heads up on that. No clue on a time limit on that. I didn't give myself any time restraints on that one. Um, So we'll kind of see. But I I think it's going to be a good one. I I at least like it. So that's that's really what's the most important, right? As long as I like it, right? So uh, some news and notes for you guys. The Rams could potentially be playing in China in the 2020 season against the 49ers. Some notes here for you guys on this uh, news slash rumor is uh, the Rams are not required to participate in international games after this season Uh, Because their new stadium will be finished. The Rams currently are required to participate in an international game every single season as they are playing in the Coliseum. It was part of the deal to be allowed to play at the Coliseum. But of course, this is the final season there. So when the Rams do open up their new stadium next year, they are not required. But just so you guys know, the assumption here is that the Rams would actually be the road team in this game. So at least we wouldn't lose a uh, a Rams LA home game which is something that happens 
very, very regularly. Speaking of Rams losing home games, the Rams will be playing a preseason game, a home preseason game in Hawaii against the Dallas Cowboys. I do believe that I talked about that last week. It actually wasn't in my notes, but while we're on the topic of the Rams giving up home games, we lose two this year. There's actually only eight Rams games that take place in Los Angeles in the 2019 season. That includes the preseason games. So seven regular season and one preseason is what you uh, Los Angeles fans will get to witness. Uh, rumors say that the Rams are looking into a long-term extension for cornerback Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters did have probably his, uh, statistically it was his worst season in the NFL, but uh, he did improve over the second half of the season, and apparently that was enough for the Rams to say, uh, let's go ahead and keep this guy for a while. So the Rams are looking uh, towards this extension. We will keep you posted as uh, new information evolves from this story. Marcus Peters looking to be a Ram for a very long time, or at least a, a little bit of time, a little bit more time. So that should be good. And uh, something of note here also regarding extensions is quarterback Jared Goff has uh, has not been in talks with with the Rams for an extension. Uh, the Rams also have said that they are in no rush to get Jared Goff extended. So uh, you take take that knowledge and do whatever you will with it because I know you guys are going to do a lot of things with that knowledge. Uh, I'm here to tell you that I don't believe that this means that the Rams just don't believe in Jared Goff and that he's not here for the long haul. Uh, I, I think Jared Goff is the Rams quarterback for at least the next five, six years minimum. So uh, do with that information what you will. Uh, Rams general manager Les Snead has been pretty vocal on certain things. Of course, we have not been able to get him to comment on on the Todd Gurley arthritis situation. We haven't been able to get comments on that from anywhere. So again, it's business as usual until I hear something different. Something needs to tell me that Todd Gurley is not okay. Otherwise, it's business as usual. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL until I hear different, you know? There's a police siren in the background. I'm not sure if you guys can hear it, uh, but I think it's very fitting for Sheriff Joe Bags to be talking with a police siren behind him. And if you guys didn't hear it, then I just sound insane. I'm just commenting on things I hear. Um, next week, I, I wanted to, to let you guys know that uh, next week I will be going into the Rams pre-draft visits. Next episode, which will be the first episode in April, is when we will start our draft conversations. It is not time to talk about the draft yet, okay? It's not time. I don't care what you what what mock drafts you've seen. Peter Schrager has us taking a running back and people losing their minds. I'm not going to do mock drafts. We'll talk about the pre-draft visits and we will talk about uh mock drafts in a similar uh style segment of what I've been doing this offseason where I I I go over I take the rumors, I tell you what they are, and then I tell you why it would be a good thing and why it would be a bad thing, and I will be doing that with mock drafts, and uh, we've got, I mean, there's like a billion to choose from, so if there's anyone in particular that you want me to use, let me know, uh, at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, you guys can uh, comment something, or you can find me on Facebook, you can message the page, uh, my Twitter messaging is open. I don't have to follow you to message the the Twitter page at Ram Showcase, so make sure you guys do that as well. And it, that's all I'm saying is if you guys have a mock draft that maybe you guys really like, uh, then I then I'll I'll talk about that and I'll drive it into the ground, which is what I do with most things that are good. 
So uh, we got that going for us. Are you guys ready for a story? I feel like this is this is a story time. It's like a beautiful day. It it reached like 78 where I live in Colorado today, which is absurd for March. Usually this is still a pretty blizzardy month, uh, but we'll get that Saturday, so that's good news. But um, I, I feel like it's a it's a beautiful day. And I had a I had an amazing day. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you guys all did because you guys are able to listen to Ram Showcase. And I know that that just really ups the spirits of the world. So um, I, I feel like I, I want to add to that. And I want to give you guys this story. I call this the good old days. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to hop right into it. This is going to be fun. Uh, let's set the scene here a little bit. The day is January 3rd. 2010. The Rams just left a home game at the Edward Jones Dome with a 6-28 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams finished the season with a 1-15 record. It was maybe the darkest season in Rams franchise history. No hope. Nothing to be proud of. One seven-point win on the season, and now it was against the Lions, who finished 2-14. The Rams would head into the offseason with the number one pick. And of course, what they would do with that pick, they would take quarterback Sam Bradford. January 16th, going back now, the Rams would inform coach Jim Hazlitt that he would no longer coach the Rams and that they would hand the keys over to coach Steve Spagnuolo. The Rams offseason would see plenty of moves that year. And moves that fans would not say made the team better. Jason Brown got a five-year extension. Ron Bartell, cornerback, and safety James Butler both got four-year extensions. Released by the Rams would be tackle Orlando Pace, one of the best, if not the best, offensive linemen in Rams history. Another one of the best wide receiver Torrey Holt would be released to become a Jacksonville Jaguar. And the 2008 team tackle leader, Pisa Tino Wisamoa, would also be cut. The Rams would draft quarterback Sam Bradford number one overall. And the Rams had passed on multiple quarterbacks that would have gone, uh, gone on to have different levels of success in the NFL. Quarterback Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Mark Sanchez, he did appear in two AFC championship games. The list goes on. One of the only quarterbacks the Rams didn't have a chance at during this time span uh, was uh, was Matt Stafford of the Detroit Lions because the, the, the Lions had the number one pick. The Rams were sitting at two. So many quarterbacks the Rams passed on. 2010 saw a big jump as the Rams would come in second in the NFC West with a 7-9 record, barely missing the playoffs with a Week 17 loss to the Seattle Seahawks and Charlie Whitehurst. 6-16 to the score in that one. The Seahawks would go on to the playoffs and defeat the Saints and we would see the beastquake run from Marshawn Lynch in those playoffs, the playoffs that the Rams barely missed. Offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, very responsible for seven wins that season, would leave to become the Browns head coach. The Rams hired Josh McDaniels to run the offense, leading to multiple questionable moves, including the cut of uh, fullback Mike Carney, who was instrumental in the success of running back Steven Jackson during a few years there. The taste of success was short-lived as the 2011 season saw the Rams go just 2-14. Entering 2012, 
Coach Spaggs will be fired after a 10-38 record over three seasons. The Jeff Fisher era would begin. In Fisher's first year, the Rams would go 7-8-1, including two thrillers with the NFC representative in the Super Bowl, the 49ers, but would still end in third place in the division. It took the Rams nearly 10 quarters to defeat the 49ers one time. 27 seconds short of a full 10 quarters to beat the 49ers one time. 2013 was loaded with some 79 BS and brought in some uh, some big names, name talent via the NFL draft. We saw Tavon Austin, Alec Ogletree, TJ McDonald, Stedman Bailey, and Zach Stacy enter the Rams roster that year, none of which are still on the team. The Rams followed that with a double-digit loss season in 2014, and had two Pro Bowlers that year, though. Defensive end Robert Quinn and rookie defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Back to 2015, we're back to the 7-9 BS. This is where a lot of the jokes started coming from. On December 17th, the Rams didn't know it yet, at least not for sure, that they would be playing their last ever game that would be played in St. Louis. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in town for a Thursday night game. The Rams all yellow uniforms sparked the conversation as the Rams would walk away from St. Louis with a 31-23 victory. This led to one of the biggest off-seasons in Rams history, the move to Los Angeles. 2016 was an exciting time for the Rams. New city, new hope. The Rams traded for the number one overall pick and would draft quarterback Jared Goff. The hype did not match what happened on the field as the very first kickoff back in Los Angeles would be returned for a touchdown in the preseason against the Cowboys. Some of us could feel at that very moment that the difference in the city would not magically make the team better. The Rams would go on to win just four games all season despite starting with a 3-1 record. The Rams fired Jeff Fisher with three games remaining. Enter Sean McVay, the unknown kid from Washington. In McVay's first season as the Rams coach, the Rams would hit 11 wins and earn a spot in the playoffs. Such a dramatic turnaround was not un- was unheard of, but, the, but it was very welcomed by the fans. The exciting new Rams offense would be stalled in the playoffs by, by the Atlanta Falcons, however. Entering 2018, the Rams had gone big in the offseason and had Super Bowl slipping from the mouth of fans everywhere. With 13 wins on the season, excitement heading into the postseason was justified. But all that meant nothing if the Rams were not able to pull off a playoff win. The Rams would take down the Cowboys with a strong rushing attack while keeping Zeke in check all game. We know the story. The Rams played in the Super Bowl. From one win in 2009 to one win away from immortality in 2018. It has been a long journey. We have seen some bad football. We have watched as Kyle Bowler, Gus Farratt, Kellen Clemens, Mark Bulger, Case Keenum, Austin Davis, and plenty of others failed right in front of us with the team not making any attempts to make the team better. Today, the Rams are loaded with stars. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Andrew Whitworth, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Clay Matthews, Dante Fowler, Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, John Johnson, Eric Weddle, Johnny Hecker, Greg Zuerlein, the list goes on. 
What I'm saying is we may not absolutely love everything the Rams do at, at, at all times. We may disagree with certain contracts that the team has given out. We may have players that have some question marks surrounding their future. But one thing is for sure. These are the days that we will tell our grandkids about. These are the days that we will talk to people in sports bars about in 25 years. We will tell people that we remember the emergence of Todd Gurley. That we watched Jared Goff play terrible in his rookie season and turn it around. That we watched Aaron Donald get drafted 13th overall and then show 12 teams how stupid they were for passing on him. That we remember not knowing what Sean McVay was going to be able to do with one of the youngest NFL rosters when he arrived. That we remember the Rams returned to Los Angeles and sold out a preseason game immediately, but then couldn't give tickets away for the rest of the season. That we witnessed one of the best teams the Rams have ever assembled. We will tell people about these days and the offense and the impact that these players had on games. These are the days we will talk about forever. These are the good old days. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media outlets. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Try to keep it pretty simple. I hope you guys enjoyed my story. I've never done anything like that before, so I'm kind of testing it out. 
And uh, we'll see, I guess. I feel pretty good about it. You know? Now now it's up to you guys. <laughs> you guys will decide if anything like that ever happens again or not. So, uh, no pressure. Uh, let's get into our fan quesos. We got some good ones here for you guys. Steve wants to know, top three biggest bust players in Rams history. No need to name the obvious Greg Robinson. Of course, Greg Robinson's on that. And uh, to, to let you know, Steve, I am uh, I'm 27 years old, soon to be 28. I'm getting there. I'm like 20. I'm definitely 27 and a half for sure. And I want you to know that I'm going to name players that I've witnessed the Rams draft, that I watched the draft, watched it unfold, watched these careers smash into the ground. So just so you know, um, so I'm not going to go back to like the 80s or anything. I was born in 1991, so I'm not going to go too far back. I wanted to, I, to, for your question, I wanted to answer with guys that I knew of that I watched, you know what I mean? So I, I, I saw them be drafted, I saw them fail, and then I saw them do what they went to college for, basically. Maybe. I have no idea what most of these guys did. So three biggest bus players in Rams history, based on uh, the Sheriff Joe Bags history, uh, I'm going to go with three names that you may 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 or may not agree with, actually. So uh, I'm going to start the list with Alex Barron, because I think that's a pretty standard one. Alex Barron was... Uh, he had the title of, this is, this is something that I, I've said before. He, he had, well, Rams fans had what I like to call John Elway syndrome. And the origin of John Elway syndrome comes from me living in Colorado, where, uh, every single quarterback that the Broncos get is the next John Elway. No matter what. It could, it could literally be Jay Cutler or Kyle Orton. They're the next Elway. That's what we heard all, all the time. Uh, the, the reason that I bring that up is because Rams fans have this same syndrome with left tackles. I call it Orlando Pace syndrome. This obviously did happen after I had coined the term John Elway syndrome. So I, I couldn't ram it right there. Ram it all day, ram it all night. Boom. Ram it reference. You'd think those would be more prevalent here. Anyway, so Alex Barron did fall and get stricken with that whole, he's the next Orlando Pace. Uh, Alex Barron's problem, unlike Greg Robinson, who would hold all the time, Alex Barron couldn't stay still before the snap. Alex Barron was always getting false starts. And he was awful also. So you got that going for you. Next up, I'm going to say cornerback. Ty Hill. Ty Hill had the speed. He came out of Clemson. He was looking awesome. He looked like he was going to be, you know, the Rams' next big star corner. Uh, at least from my perspective at that age, I really thought that Ty Hill was the next big thing. And we know <laughs> that that did not happen, and Ty Hill turned out to be absolutely terrible. And for my number one bust, this is the top of the list. I went 3-2-1 on you. The top of the list, the number one bust in Sheriff Joe Bags Rams history is quarterback Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford was drafted number one overall after not playing his final year in college. He comes to the Rams and we're like, all right, you know, we got our quarterback. Bulger's out. We got this. We're doing big things. And... Went 7-9, almost made the playoffs. And at that point, I was like, you know what? All right, that's fine. You know, we've been pretty 
straight terrible for a very long time. Got to seven wins. Sammy B, that's our dude. Let's do this. And then he just kept tearing ACLs. <laughs> and I can literally use like the plural of that because that's actually what happened. And so uh, I would say he's the biggest bust the Rams have ever had because the Rams, they, they passed on quarterbacks every year. Passed on Matt Ryan, passed on Joe Flacco, passed on Mark Sanchez, and there is more. I just can't think of them off the top of my head that the Rams just passed on that turned out to be pretty solid quarterbacks, uh, all in favor of really Mark Bulger or something else that I didn't understand at the time. I still don't. Uh, but Bradford came in and he was expected to be this hero, this savior, and he actually is a talented quarterback. That's the problem. Uh, but he's made way too much money for what he's done in the NFL. And I would say he's the Rams' biggest bust because we thought we had our guy. We thought we did. We drafted him number one overall. I remember watching that draft. I remember being like, we got our guy. We have a quarterback now. And uh, it worked out for about a year. So, uh, yeah, those are my three biggest busts. Jason wants to know, who is your all-time favorite Ram and Why? It is actually running back Marshall Falk. I am born and raised in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and that doesn't mean, uh, that doesn't necessarily have a lot of ties to running back Marshall Falk, but I remember as a very, very young kid, I was with my dad. We were going to an Air Force game, the Air Force Falcons. They were hosting San Diego State, of course. And the entire week leading up to the game, my dad just kept talking about this guy. He kept talking about it. He's like, man, I'm really excited to watch this guy play. I've heard a lot about him. I've seen his highlights, and I, I've, I've seen a lot from this guy. I, I'm, ex I'm excited to watch him play. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk is going to be, be there, and I'm excited to watch him. So I just got it in my head that Marshall Falk was amazing. I'd never even seen him before. And so we go to this game. I don't remember anything about it. I was too young. I don't, I don't remember this. I do remember hearing the name Marshall Falk, and then... Uh, what actually sparked my 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 memory of this, I guess, was when Marshall Falk was being drafted. I remember my dad saying, "We saw him, we watched him play at Air Force," and it was just that was to me. It was like, "Oh man, that's so cool!" You know, like we saw him here at this little tiny stadium. Like that's so cool. He's getting drafted so high and stuff. And and uh, so I actually followed him at at Indianapolis and. It just kind of, I, it was Marshall Falk, man. I loved Marshall Falk so much. And just the way he ran, I remember watching that play against the Browns, that run he had, and it was just like watching it just in awe. It's like, you can't get to this guy. You can completely surround him and not lay a finger on him. That's amazing. And so, uh, yeah, man, Marshall Falk was absolutely my guy for sure. Uh, Jason also wants to know, what positions does GM Joe draft with his first three picks? I actually, I don't go position. The Rams don't have a lot of needs. Uh, the Rams could use some depth at spots, but that's also depth that could be filled by guys that are free agents right now that aren't going to draw a lot of money, potentially less than some of the guys we could draft. So I actually don't go position. I go best player available. I, I'm, I'm a BPA guy in the draft. I'm, I'm all BPA. BPA for days. When the Rams drafted Aaron Donald, we didn't need a defensive lineman. When the Rams drafted Todd Gurley, we didn't need a running back. When the Rams drafted Todd Gurley, we had Zach Stacy and Trey Mason on the team. Two really solid running backs. 
one who had led the the team in rushing two years before and one who had led the the team in rushing the year before. We were looking pretty solid at running back. Didn't need Todd Gurley. Got him anyway. We didn't need Aaron Donald. Got him anyway. And I would like to say, and I would like to think, that both of those moves worked out pretty solid for the Rams. So I'm a BPA guy. And I'm BPA because I I like... I, I like to just take the best player. Like it, it, You don't want to take a player that, that maybe doesn't fit or or maybe is not graded. Like maybe the Rams are picking at 31 and they have this guy graded third round. It's a need. No, you don't need him there. To see it, Just see if he falls, you know what I mean? Just take, but then say on the, on the flip side of that, uh, there's a, let's just say a safety. A safety, one of the top safeties. Maybe he was graded top 20, but he slipped a little bit. You got to take him. You got to take him at 31. The Rams don't need a safety in 2019, but you got to take him, especially with Weddle on his way out. Weddle won't play that many years with the Rams for sure. Um, but if I had to answer your question, Jason, if you were if you were being totally obnoxious and forcing me to pick three positions then I would go linebacker, safety, corner. Because I think our offense is fine. For sure. Uh, next question here comes from Steve. Note boom in Blythe. Starters game one. Blythe, 100%. He was a starter all 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 uh, year, last year. He started every game. All 19 of them. Uh, so, so Blythe, yes. Note boom, I'm going to go yes. I think he starts at left guard. I think he takes over for Saffold. My only concern is in the Sean McVay offense... You really need quick guards, guards who can, uh, who can you know do the pulls and all that stuff. And is Nopum good enough to do that? I guess we're gonna find out. I hope he is, because in order to run the football the way the Rams run the football, your guards got to pull. They got to be fast. They got to be strong. And we had that with Saffold, so we'll see if we have that with Nopum. I think Nopum is more of a tackle. Uh, those guys pull a lot less. They do pull under a Sean McVay run offense, but a lot less, a lot less. Um, but I, I do think that uh, Brian Allen will get the start at center. Uh, next up here from Steve. <laughs> Steve wants to know what's McVay's favorite vacation spot. You know what? This is actually a really good question because I never thought about it before. These guys are in L.A. They live in L.A. Where do you vacation if you live in Los Angeles? The mountains. So, Vail. I'm going to go Vail, Colorado. I've never even... I've, I've driven through Vail. I've never actually just been to Vail. I've actually... I've lived in Colorado my entire life. Never been snowboarding. Never been skiing. I've never been to the top of Pikes Peak, which is the famous mountain that I look at literally every single day of my life. It's right there, right in front of my face. I took pictures of it today on my cell phone, shared them to my Facebook. I've never been to the top. 27 and a half years <laughs> of living here. Never done it. So I'm going to say mountains because uh, mountains is how we pronounce it out here. I don't know about you weirdos. First of all, A, it's Colorado, not Colorado, you nerds. And second, they're mountains. Mountains, not mountains. Just mountain. It's a mountain. You want to go up to the mountains? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've heard that that's a very Colorado thing, but I've lived here my whole life, so I don't actually know. I don't have any judgment based on other places I've lived. Uh, next question here. Steve wants to know, are you believing all of this Niner hype? 
I'm actually not, man. I'm not buying it yet. Um, in order to buy something, I need to see it work. And, you know, that's like, I've never seen a sham wow work. So I don't have one. If I had like a friend who was like, bro, check out all that coffee you spilled. Don't even worry about it, man. I got this sham wow. This thing is amazing. And then cleans it all up. I've never, that's never happened to me. I don't never even, I've never even met somebody who knows somebody that's had a sham wow. I'm getting way off topic here and I hope you guys are staying with me, but I'm not going to buy something I've never seen. I've never seen work. And so this 49ers hype, 49ers were terrible last year. They stayed in some games, but ultimately they were terrible. I think that they have now the best sent or the best tight end in the NFL. I think George Kittle is better, better than Travis Kelsey, but what else do they have? They don't have a number one receiver. They got gaps on the offensive line. They have an unproven quarterback. And I will say he's unproven. You cannot look at anything he's done and say he's going to sustain success. We've seen nothing from Jimmy Garoppolo that says he's going to su- sustain success. They did add some nice pieces. I do like their front seven. Uh, but ultimately, I think this is still a seven-win team. I really do. I'm not buying it yet. And I also, I'm I'm selling Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy's the answer. We've seen multiple occasions where backups from the Patriots go somewhere and fizzle out and become nothing. You know, Matt Castle is the perfect, obviously, uh, example in that. But, you know, if you look at every single, since the day that Tom Brady was drafted, you look at every single quarterback's numbers and take the averages of those, obviously, because Brady's played a lot more than anybody else there uh, since he's been drafted. But if you take the averages of those numbers, pretty in line. Pretty in line. Brady's numbers just barely ahead of the the average there. Um, so keep that in mind as well. I don't think Jimmy G is the, is the answer. I think Jimmy G came in and he had some experience. He had been playing before. Uh, but, you know, so he looked really good when he first arrived. But then everybody just picks up on what he's doing. They, they start picking up what you're putting down, man, and they're going to stop you. That's what happens. And that's what happened to Jared Goff. And that's, I mean, honestly... This is what happened to Jared Goff. Jared Goff has, has had some games where you're like, what is going on? They picked up what you put down. Now you got to change what you're put, putting down. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Where did I go with that? Oh, yeah. Niners hype. No. Is the answer to that. Next question here from Steve. As of now, who finishes where in our division and why? I, the Rams are the best team in the NFC West. I'm not saying that because I'm Sheriff Joe Bags. I'm not saying that because I'm a Rams fan. I'm not saying that because I'm the host of Rams Showcase. Uh, they're the best team in the division. They have the best coach. They have what? No, they have they have the best running back. I was going to say they have the best quarterback, but I don't think that's true. Um, they have the best running back. They have the best the, singly on the, like, that's not a word. Uh, on the defense, the Rams have like the four single best players in in the NFC West. With like Aaron Donald, I think Dante Fowler definitely has that potential. I think John Johnson's one of the best players in the NFC, um, and I think Corey Littleton. I mean, Corey Littleton's absolutely amazing. Um, so I think Rams go number one. I think that uh, I think that the Niners do get number two. I think that 
I think that the 49ers can can sneak into two. I don't think it'll be too close, though. I think the Rams clinch the division after week 15 this year. And I think the rest of the, the Rams division, the, the the rest of the NFC West, is is a little bit low on all that stuff. So uh, third, I see the Seattle Seahawks. And fourth, I see the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are the worst team. And I think a big part of them being the worst team was the fact that they had the worst coach in the NFL last year outside of Hugh Jackson. So uh, Steve Wilkes came in and did an absolutely atrocious job. If I'm watching your games and a guy like Larry Fitzgerald has no clue what's going on, you are a garbage coach, and I'm I don't care. I don't care if uh, Steve Wilkes hears this. I don't. I, obviously, I mean, it's not like he's going to come fight me or anything like that. Uh, he can come on the show if he wants. I doubt he would do that, but uh, he can come on the show. He is absolutely one of the worst head coaches I've ever seen in the NFL. I've been watching the NFL, not for as long as most of you guys have, but a, enough time to see who's good and who's bad. Steve Wilkes was atrocious. He, Hugh Jackson bad. Hugh Jackson was terrible. But Steve Wilkes, man, he was giving him a run for sure. Uh, and the, the Seahawks, I see getting third because, I, I mean, they're, they're losing players still. They're still losing their roster, and they're bringing in middle-of-the-road guys. Uh, I do think that Carroll's a pretty decent head coach, but not good enough to not address his offensive line, which has been his the biggest weakness on that team for two years, to help his quarterback, who is the best quarterback in the NFC West. You know, I, I, just, I don't understand it. I don't. Baldwin, though, he did kind of prove me wrong. I did say that Baldwin was an average receiver. He is above average. He's still not, to me, one of the top 10 guys. He's not a top-tier guy. I would put him second tier. I would say he's in the second tier. And I honestly, to be completely candid with you guys, I, I would put him in, the, in about the same range as Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. I would say that the Rams wide receivers, like, they're not explosively better than than the, than the Seahawks wide receivers. I think Cooper Cup has that potential, but he hasn't hit it yet. He has had some plays where you're like, man, this kid is insane. But hasn't hit that yet. Uh, next question here from Steve. What uh, What's the word on our new uniforms, colors, scheme? I think black and blue would look sick. Black and blue would be so dope. And I've never even considered that. I think that would be incredible. So I agree with you there. Unfortunately, I don't think that that, was ac that is actually going to happen. The general consensus right now among people who know people uh, still no one's gotten confirmation. We don't have official word on anything yet. But the the feel from Rams fans that, that know people is that the Rams uniforms will be very reminiscent of the throwback style with the horns on the shoulder. Uh, but the blue will be the darker blue that the Rams have now. And then the sunshine yellow uh, from the throwbacks. Uh, so, that, so that's the assumption right now. But I think blue and black, man, that, that would be really cool. But um, of course, I don't even think these uniforms are actually set yet. So to actually tell you uh, what the uniforms are, I think is completely absurd because I don't even think the decisions have been made yet. I think this is still an ongoing process. The Jets get new color scheme, logo, and uniforms next week. We got to wait till next year. I think that sucks. And uh, we'll also have to be competing with the Browns, who will also be unveiling new uniforms next offseason. So that'll be fun. Uh, Kelsey wants to know, best player on the board or team need first? De definitely answered this. I didn't screen these beforehand. Uh, but yeah, I'm going BPA. Best player available always. And again, the Rams didn't need a defensive lineman when they drafted Aaron Donald. The Rams did not need a running back when they drafted Todd Gurley. And those two worked out pretty okay. 
And then a uh, last couple here from Steve. Uh, your favorite corner of all time. This one actually surprises a lot of people. Uh, my favorite cornerback of all time, 100% Cortland Finnegan. I love that dude. I think he was great. I love the way he got under people's skin. Uh, you know, it's and he's not a player that I would normally like uh, because of that. And uh, no, I just liked him, man. I thought it was. I thought he was an awesome player. Uh, he did. He got his his butt kicked by Andre Johnson for sure. Uh, but I, I loved him when when the Rams brought him in. I was so excited because he had already been a player that I watched for years. Uh, and then I think a big part of that also. I, I do think it has something to do with his uh, off-the-field stuff. And if you guys don't know anything about his off-the-field stuff, uh, very cool. Uh, ARC31, ARK31 is the name of Cortland Finnegan's foundation. And uh, based on my profession for the previous eight years, that is just something that kind of uh, drew, drew me in. You know, it, the heart was there. And so being able to relate to Cortland Finnegan based on something that he was doing in ARC31 and which was my profession for eight years, it has been my profession for eight years, uh, then, you know, it just kind of, it kind of worked out, and I loved his attitude on the field as well. And then, uh, let's see here, last one. You ever get into a fight with another fan from a different team, or at least yelling at each other? Dude, almost every week, <laughs> right? Uh, this is, <laughs> I definitely, I know that I come off as like a super passive person, and I, I'm not, I don't yell a lot, uh, but, you know, you get a few beers in me, and let somebody talk some trash about my Rams and I'm yelling at you. That's just the way that that is going to work. So yeah, I've definitely uh, all the time. And I usually preface that like I, I usually will because of this, because this is something that I know that I do. I actually go up to people uh, before the game even starts. And I say, Hey man, like, I just want you to know I'm here doing what you're doing. I'm just rooting for my team. Anything I say is not personal. I'm not trying to personally attack you. Okay. Like everything, this is all just, it's all just fun trash talk at the end of the game. No matter what I say to you, no matter what you say to me, I'm going to come up, shake your hand. I'm going to say good game. And, uh, maybe if, maybe at that point I'll buy you a beer, something along those lines. And that's what happens. You know, sometimes it does get a little heated, but you know, I've never fought anybody. I'm not a fighter. If you guys have seen me, I'm not a fighter. But I will yell at you for sure. Most of my friends know that they can vouch for they can vouch for me that I will fight you, well, not fight you, yell at you. I'll yell at you so so hard you have no idea. I get pretty angry sometimes, but I control it. I'm pretty good at it, I'd say. But you know, when it comes to the Rams, it's game over, man. You don't talk about about the Rams to my face. You can say it online all you want. I really don't care what you say to me online. You talk bad about the Rams to my face. I'm going to find your deepest insecurity and hit it really hard with words. <laughs> all right, that is going to do it for me. Thank you guys all for submitting your fan quesos. I do really appreciate it. So you guys are the real the real MVPs right there. Uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can also follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff. Make sure you guys also subscribe to the YouTube channel. I do have a small announcement for you guys. I did put out a video on the Facebook and the YouTube channel. A little bit of a tease of a new uh, sector, I guess, of Ram Showcase that we'll be revealing pretty soon. And we will have more details uh, in the next few weeks of a project I'm working on called Rams Update. And uh, that will be completely affiliated with Ram Showcase. 
and no other Rams websites or anything. Uh, so just so you guys know, it's all Rams showcase. Rams update will be coming soon. It is a video form. That's all. That's all I can tell you. It will be. In, it's not a podcast. It's it's videos. That's all you get though. Uh, but that is gonna do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.